Welcome to the Recap Monday show. It's AJ. Let's talk sports. I am your host, AJ. Hopefully, we get some more guests um, throughout this year. Getting a lot of views, getting a lot more support, getting a lot of subscriptions, getting a lot of followers. I'm going to utilize YouTube a little bit more. So it's pretty much a good year already starting off. My birthday is coming up in February, or uh, the 11th here on Friday. Going back to college full time, trying to get my bachelor's degree. I mean, all kinds of stuff going on right now. Investment properties, all that stuff, but you don't need to know about all that. Top headlines in your sports world. We're going to keep it quick, short, and sweet. Check out my podcast, Agent Let's Talk Sports, and my YouTube, Agent Let's Talk Sports. I'm going to drop this in both, just in case if you miss it. New Orleans Saints, Alvin Kamara arrested on battery charge during the Pro Bowl weekend in Las Vegas. This was Sunday in Las Vegas after being accused of injuring someone at a nightclub on the eve of a Pro Bowl. After nights, uh, after games, after Pro Bowls, when you're partying in Las Vegas Metropolitan, this is the police department, according to the police department, okay? You go to a nightclub, nothing's going to happen well, especially if you're famous. Police said there was a dispatch around 5.50 p.m. local time, so that's pretty early, to a hospital uh, where a person had reported a battery at a nightclub. The police said detectives determined the victim was battered by Kamara. After playing and making four catches, 23 yards for NFC in Sunday's Pro Bowl, Kamara was taken into custody without incident, according to police. Booked them at Clark County Detention Center on a charge of battery resulting in substantial bodily harm. That's not good. Kamara, 26 years old, 1,337 yards, scrimmage, uh, nine touchdowns this season, being pro- uh, selected to a fifth Pro Bowl in five seasons, named NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2017. Not a good image for this guy. Next, Miami Dolphins hire San Francisco 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel as new head coach. They agreed to a deal uh, to make him their next head coach. That happened Sunday. Dolphins gave McDaniel a four-year contract. That's according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. McDaniel's hiring marks the end of a nearly month-long search for the Dolphins firing Brian Flores on de- January 10th. Excuse me, Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore was the other finalist for the job as well. Uh, next, Houston Texans. Haven't heard of Lovey Smith in a while. Lovey Smith discussed head coaching position. This was announced on Monday. This is brand new. Completed additional discussions, it says in quotes, with their associate head coach and defensive coordinator Levy Smith about their head coaching job. The Texans have included Smith in their discussions all along, but his candidacy has gained esteem in the recent days, according to Adam Schefter. Josh McCown will not be the Texans' head coach anymore. And if Smith is hired, the team's offensive coordinator is expected to be current quarterback coach, passing game coordinator, Pep Hamilton, not McCown. And that was according to Sarah Barship off ESPN. So there's your top headlines for your Monday. Recap Monday special. AJ, let's talk sports.
Thank you for listening to the podcast and watching the YouTube channel of AJ Let's Talk Sports. This is Model Scouts. Check out ModelScouts.com. You can sign up for free. You have a login and everything. This is accredited Better Business Bureau A-plus rating. All kinds of different accommodations here. It's with MAMA, which is Managers and Models Association, Torch Award for Ethics, North American Modeling Association, the Greater New York Chamber, New York City 212 Chamber of Commerce, Accredited and award-winning model scouting exposure to 250-plus top modeling agencies from around the world. Real agents, real scouts, offering real contracts and jobs. Male and female models of all ages, sizes, and heights accepted. Professional photos are not required. Snapshots are all you need to get started. Check out all the different types of pictures and photos on ModelScouts.com. Make sure you click the link tree app on the description of all the podcasts that I do and the YouTube channel. So modelscouts.com, the world's leading modeling agencies, want to meet you. Worldwide representation, top 250 plus modeling agencies such as LA Model, Metropolitan, The Lions, and many, many more. Harper's Bazaar, modeling articles and tips, all kinds of different things that'll get you through your modeling career. Check it out, modelingscouts.com at AJ Let's Talk Sports. Now we're going to get into our topic of conversation. Uh, top headlines went pretty well. Hopefully, I don't mess up too bad in this main topic. So we have the PGA Tour. We're going to go over the results there just right now. So we had the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I watched that on ESPN+. Plus. $8 million purse, almost $9 million purse, $8.7 million. Now the winner was Tom Hoge, or Hogue, or I don't know how you pronounce his name, with 19 under par, which is beast mode. Jordan Spieth was 17 under at second place. Hostler at, at 16 Patrick Cantley was there for a little bit, but he dropped off at 15 under and Merritt at 15 under. Um, my boy, Jason Day, he kind of dropped off. He went at plus two on the final round and he dropped a tide with 24th position. Didn't make a move in the final day, which I thought Day would, but drops under Bovan Pelt at nine, un- at nine under for the tournament, plus two. And, um, not good, but he's still up there in the top 25, so that's not too bad. He's getting a lot better um, over the years. So I don't really know much about this Tom Hogue or Tom Hoge guy, so we're going to talk about him right now. All right, I looked him up. He's born out of Statesville, North Carolina. He's 6'1", 205. That's where I want to be at. That's a good. Now, that's a good height and weight right there for me. That's perfect for me. He actually lives in Fargo, North Dakota. He went to TCU, Texas Christian University, uh, for college, and he turned pro in 2011. He only has two professional wins, just a couple shy of Ricky Fowler, which he sucks. Um, he has one win this year. Uh, let's see. He disqualified for the Masters Open, tied for 58th in a PGA Championship back in 2020, tied for 43rd in the U.S. Open back in 2019, and was disqualified in the Open Championship. And that pretty much sums everything up about him. I don't really know much about him. I would like to know a little bit more about him. Hopefully, if you guys have any, he was on the web.com, Tom Core and Canadian Tour. Um, highest ranking with 39th, and that is right now. So he is busting it up right now. He's in the top 40. Casey Kasem. I don't know if you guys remember that. Casey's top 40. Hi, I'm Casey Kasem. Anyways, sorry. But Tom Hoge, Hoge is... Uh, your main guy. 
so then I was going to talk about some uh, top headlines here. Sorry, I'm just I'm looking at my notes. I'm looking at my see here's my notes. There you go. Sam Alvey, according to MMA Fighting, is not done fighting yet. This was just written about an hour ago. But amidst needs to take a little bit of a hiatus. He's going to take some time. Uh, his loss against Brandon Allen, which I had Brandon Allen, and we're going to get to that. UFC pickums and how good I did and how good I usually do. It's been nearly four years since a 35-year-old has tasted victory inside the octagon. Is Dana White going to still allow him to fight is the question. 35 years old, does he bring in enough money, revenue, for these fights? Quote, I'm fresh off of my UFC fight, and I am, as I'm sure a lot of you saw, I didn't get it done. Alvy said on Instagram, I've lost a step, end quote. So kind of see if Dana White even allows him to fight again. But I don't know. Maybe it's going to happen. I like seeing the older guys going in there, but Brandon Allen gets a job done, rocks him, knocks him. I like the way he went to the body, to the head, Chin to the uh, chin it up with the hook, bam, dropped him to the ground, started a little ground and pound into the rear naked choke, submission victory. And that's how you do it. All right, so that was that. Now we have um, this is according to SB Nation. What's next for Jack Hermanson? Jack the Hammer, I think his name is, following the loss at UFC Vegas 47. Um, and we're going to talk about this fight because I watched the whole entire fight. When it's on ESPN Plus, I get to watch all of it. Uh, so, but when they do like the UFC 271, which Adesanya versus Whitaker 2 is coming up here soon, um, next weekend, as a matter of fact. So, this fight that we're going to talk about here, the main card, main event, Sean uh, Strickland versus Jack Hermanson. Now, I don't know what was going on with um, Sean Strickland. I don't know if he was trying to show off his ability to. He probably doesn't want to give his whole arsenal up. It's just a big chess game, especially when you know you're going to win. And then Hermanson was not even close. Uh, he really couldn't do anything, couldn't take him to the ground, didn't get any takedowns, I don't think, the whole fight. Went the five rounds. Sean Strick actually got a split decision. There's a lot of stuff on the UFC forum that I'm on on Facebook. And we had a lot of talk about that, which I was really upset about because obviously Sean Strickland destroyed him. Hermanson was only 10% at striking so for the whole entire fight. And Sean Strickland was just beaten apart with the with that jab. Uh, that jab was there all day. Hermanson's face was all just beat to hell. Um, so it's kind of anxious to see what Sean Strickland and the committee and Dana White and all that are going to uh, catapult him into a title contention with the Adesanya versus Whitaker 2 fight at UFC 271 for this weekend. That's going to be Saturday night. I might have to, I don't know how I'm going to watch that. I don't, I'm not going to order it because I sure as heck ain't going to pay 80 bucks. Um, but if anybody's listening right now, if they're having any kind of party or any kind of fight thing, um, all dude party or whatever, uh, somewhere, I know my one buddy, Jeremy, that he's been on the show on YouTube as well. Uh, I know he's had some parties out there for his house and stuff like that and watch some fights and I'll give you like 10, 15 bucks or something like that. That way all of us can pitch in. I'm, I'm down for that. Um, so, but following a great run from 2018 to 2019, the Joker, that's what his name is, hasn't been a consistent win um, at, at all. So, um, he's two for two. Uh, he's sorry to the fans, he says. He's ranked at number six at the moment, but he'll definitely drop uh, pretty far. But I'm not going to read the whole bunch of that article, just to get a little bit of information and stats for you guys for Jack Hermanson. I don't know if you guys like Jack Hermanson. Give me some feedback on that. I think he's from uh, Norway, I believe. Oslo, Norway. I think he fights out of Oslo, but I don't know if he's actually Norwegian or not. Uh, 
But yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I, I I like when they Dana White allows all the fights to happen on ESPN Plus because obviously I got the Verizon package, Disney Plus, Verizon, and Hulu package, so I can watch all the ESPN Pluses. Cool that PGA Tour has signed uh, an agreement for this year for ESPN Plus as well. So look at that. It's really cool. If you have Verizon, get that unlimited unlimited plan and uh, that Disney Plus package. It's really cool. You might make spend a little bit more money on it, but it helps you in the long run. Just don't add anything else. That's the thing. It's That's the problem. Everybody wants to add Netflix and all that stuff. Luckily, I use my sisters. Thank you, Megan. Love you. But anyway, that was uh, the fight of the night was the featherweights. The first main on the main card. I can't remember the names. But um, oh, I'm going to go back to... I don't even have my stuff out. Hold on a second. So I have uh, my picks here. Now, that was the um, Peterson fight was the uh was the one that I picked and he they was that was a domination fight and I believe so I had Peterson let's take a look I was gonna get off this so Peterson I think he lost that was Julian Arosa the taller six one how can he be six foot one one forty five he pretty much picked him apart on the outside had a lot of leg kicks um Peterson couldn't really get anything going he busted his face up with that knee Knee to the face and just broke his... I don't know if he busted his whole nose or um, busted his whole mouth off and stuff. That was pretty crazy. So Julian Arosa gets the decision after five or three rounds. Sorry. So he goes to 27 and 10. So looking out for him, Julian Arosa, he's a contender here in the featherweight division. And then the middleweight fight. This is kind of the ultimate fighter championship too, if you want to say it that way. Because uh, the one because Gore had the back out of the fight uh, and the Ultimate Fighter. I don't know if you guys watched the Ultimate Fighter or not. So I had Brian Battle on this one. So, so far, I have him one and one. Brian Battle's eight and one overall, all time. Went to decision. Brian Battle gets the battle done. Gore was a little hesitant, but Battle's really fast. He's, I don't, I don't think he's going to have that knockout power to knock you out, uh, but he definitely took Gore off of his game. Uh, Battle's always going to do kicks and feints and uh, jabs and body kicks and just all kinds of different types of Muay Thai stuff that he does. I was kind of, I, I put this on my LinkedIn and my Facebook, my social media. I was wondering where his wife and his family was because I, I would have thought that he had flew them out there. I think they I think they actually live out there in Vegas. I'm not sure. I can't remember where Brian, Brian Battle lives. Um, let me see real quick. I'm going to try to look him up. That way uh, we know where he's from. Little Pooh Bear is what he, they call him. I thought he lived in Vegas, but apparently uh, he does not. I was trying to give me a second. I'm trying to look it up for you guys. Um, fights out of High Easton MMA, Char oh, Charlotte, North Carolina. That's why. That's kind of a far drive and a far distance for especially. He's probably not making a whole lot of money as of yet. He probably is now. They'll be. They'll definitely be at his next fight. I'll tell you that much. Um, and then the next fight. So as of right now, I'm one and one. Peterson, loss. Brian Battle, win. Sam Alvey versus Brandon Allen. We just talked about that fight. Talked about Brandon Allen getting the rear naked choke submission in round two at 210 in the second round. Uh, so we're not going to talk about that. We already talked about it. Then we're going to do the uh, Rekmanov versus Charleston, uh, Carlston Harris. I thought Harris was going to get the win. Uh, he's got a little bit more of a seasoned veteran. Uh, Rekmanov's coming out of uh, Kazakhstan. 
Um, he's 15 and 0. He's he's a force to be reckoned with in the welterweight division. That's all I gotta say. Dude's a freaking stud. Drops him in round one at 4:10 left, almost at the end of the first round, and just dominated. Uh, so that, I I love the striking. That's all I'm saying. So there's I missed that one because I had Harris in that one. Then we really went deep into the middleweight contender division with the co-main and the main event um, on the podcast on Friday, if you remember. So Soriano versus Makamov. Makamov is undefeated, and he is still undefeated. This went to a decision. Uh, Soriano did a really good job. He ha- he obviously has a lot of power, a lot of moving around and the grappling. Uh, I-, I didn't like the Nick Maximov. Um, he gets the win, but it was too much like a, just a grind. It's boring to watch. It's boring to watch. I mean, um, I didn't. He got he got a busted nose. I think he might have broke his nose. Soriano did, but um, a lot of gra- grappling around. Now that Soriano on the ground was pretty impressive, though. I ain't gonna lie. He's a lot of sweeps, a lot of transitions, which was nice. Um, but Maximov gets the job done, gets the takedowns. Um, but he Soriano always was on his feet. He never Maximov was never in like a dominant position at all throughout the whole entire fight, the uh, three rounds. Um, but hopefully, I want to see Maximov opening up in the boxing. Um, only go to the wrestling if you really have to, but he obviously doesn't have that much of, um, you know, like pride or whatever. I'm trying to think of the term. He doesn't have that much, um, confidence in his boxing ability. I don't think because he obviously, he, he throw a little jabs, throw some little straights and all that stuff. Maybe a hook in there, maybe one or two hooks or something, but really didn't, uh, go crazy in the boxing realm. And with the, out of the Nick Diaz Academy, you'd think that he would have a lot more boxing um, so I, obviously he's good at ground, but he needs to work on his boxing a lot better, uh, a lot more, by, by the way. So we're going to the, so that's, that is, I'm actually right now, I'm going to go one, one, two, one, two, two, three, two. I'm three and two going into the main card. And I had Sean Strickland, Sean Strickland, Strickland gets the victory. We talked about this fight already over Jack Hermanson. Jack Hermanson had nothing. He can, he couldn't do anything. Couldn't hit him. I mean, I think he had one lucky little jab or whatever it was, a straight that kind of messed up Strickland's nose, was a little bit bloody at the end of the fight, maybe the third or fourth round. But um, Sean Strickland was, is a freaking stud. I really like him. Uh, he could have done a lot more. He called himself a pansy in, uh, in this one, which, which is understandable. He probably was fighting not to lose. And you can tell when a fighter is fighting not to lose or just a dominant. He didn't have that dominant... Like in your face, he did at the last thirty seconds, which I didn't like. Um, if you're gonna run your mouth at somebody, you run your mouth when you first start talking, when you first get in there. But it seemed like he had a lot of respect for Hermanson. Had a, um, he, he stuffed that def, uh, takedown defense. I think he was he was six for six, six for or seventh for seven um, in the whole fight for the five rounds. Hermanson pretty much gave up on taking him down. So Hermanson had to get in there, try to get inside. And I do a little damage to his face, but he didn't do anything. Strickland's really good, really fast at like little feints just to get out of the way. Just, just he does just enough to feint and get out of the way and slip them jabs, slip them shots. Um, so it's kind of anxious to see how the um, fight UFC 271, which I was going to get into here in a second, and then we have a uh, special segment at the end, which I haven't looked up yet. So hopefully I can look that up while I'm talking on the fly, but I'm not really good at multitasking, but UFC 271 out of Sonya versus Whitaker too. That's really going to be exciting. Hopefully that's going to be on ESPN plus Dana White, please allow these. Can you allow all these fights be on ESPN plus? I mean, this is just getting ridiculous, but anyways, so there is your UFC picks and UFC results. I actually went four and two. 
Um, I could probably look on my uh, ESPN, uh, let's see, uh, app and just tell you um, how I did, but I won't, I won't go there. But anyways, so we're going to take a look at UFC 271 Adesanya versus Whitaker. We're not going to talk about that as of yet, so hopefully I'm just going to give you a little teaser as of right now, and hopefully you stay tuned to Friday's show because that's what we're going to talk about, uh, the UFC fight night. UFC 271, Adesanya versus Whitaker too. And again, AJ, this is again this is AJ. Let's talk sports. Hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Please let me know. Any feedback is awesome. Um, and and subscribe and follow. I need a lot more subscribers on my YouTube. I'll tell you that. I want to try to utilize, like I said, YouTube a lot more. I'm going to drop this into YouTube later after lunch or so, around three o'clock or something like that. I'm going to head out to the coffee shop here soon in about an hour or so. Then I'm going to edit all that stuff down. This is not going to be, this is all going to be unedited though. It's, I always do raw, uh, raw dog this show, you know what I'm saying? On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Special segment Monday Motivation. Positive quote of the day, real quick to end the show. This is from Winston Churchill. Uh, success is not final, failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And that is the positive motivational quote that I needed for my day. And hopefully that is the positive quote that you needed for your day. Uh, because we always, there's always going to be haters out there. Me and my brother and my sister are already talking about that this morning. You got to focus on you. Focus on you. There's always going to be outsiders. And the, the sad thing is that the, the people that are the hater the most are the ones that are the closest to you. And it's sad. It's very depressing. But you gotta take that, take that, harness it, and put it into positivity, and that's what I'm doing. A lot of different positive vibes here. Okay, so success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Winston Churchill, son. All right, there is your motivational quote. AJ, let's talk sports. Love you guys. God bless. You know what to do. Tip your wages.